Hello and welcome to Anything Music, the podcast where we talk about anything related to music. My name is Joanna and I'm your host, and we are recording this episode in the Toronto Reference Library in a group study room. And I'm here with uh, pianist Godwin Friesen, who's a student in classical piano at the Glenn Gould School of Music here in Toronto. And today we're going to talk about time management in music. Hi Godwin. Hi Joanna. <laughs> How are you today? Pretty good. Yeah. Okay, so... We were talking a bit earlier about time management habits in Mm -hmm. um, practicing. So when you're practicing, what is your, like, philosophy on that? Yeah. Um, And and I guess the question of time managing your practicing is not just about when you're in the practice room, but also time managing, managing the time of your whole day and where practicing fits into it. That's true. Um, but, uh, so I guess, I guess I'll talk about both. Um, once I'm in the practice room, I'm, I, I I find I'm a little, maybe more of a spontaneous practicer. So something comes to mind of, oh, I, I need to fix that or, um, and then I'll just jump into it and I can hop from piece to piece as soon as I'm bored of something and, or, so, so. So, I wonder if that makes someone more efficient or less efficient to be, like, jumping around. But, um, probably, probably the, just, I think, I think, and it probably relates, this is, this is cool, it relates to the whole day where I'm also someone who jumps, jumps between lots of things in my day, and I think that, that influences the 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 effectiveness of each individual thing yeah i see what you're saying right because i feel like that's a classic story for a lot of like performance students Mm. in music because i mean even if your main focus is like classical piano for example like i know you have other interests but like Mm -hmm. let's say someone was just that like they still have classes to attend and like perhaps a job like teaching like things that go along isn't they're not just like always practicing there's like life that has to happen too right um and i think it's different for like everyone like you're saying like where it fits in the day Mm -hmm. like that's going to look different for each person yeah for sure and and uh um this is already reminding me of another thing that everyone does have a mixture of of uh events and responsibilities in their day but i think a big difference between musicians can be how they treat each of these things so maybe you get 10 musicians who all do attend their classes and do you know the same the same maybe time of teaching their instrument as well and but but how much are they engaged in those things mm-hmm. is i i think makes a big difference so for me i i love most of my classes um and so you know last last semester there was this science for citizens class which i was just totally had had my science brain on and like digging into that fascinating information and then you know right after that i would get in my remaining hour or so of practice and and uh Instead of spending the the time in science class just like I got to get this over with yeah. and and get to what I'm really here for. Um, 
Yeah, and so I, I've I've since before coming to music school, like I I didn't want to give up these other things to be a musician, and I'm glad to see that that actually I think to be a great musician you you mustn't give up these other things. Yeah. Yeah, and so it's uh, I mean there's there's a lot of different different activities that I could talk about there you know the intellectual activities of classes and the relational activities um, which include also like the piano teaching I do yeah yeah e- each one contributes so it sounds like the way that you see it is like a very holistic way of looking at your day which I really like yeah um, so first of all maybe explain like what all of your activities are um, and then take us through a day in the life of God wouldn't freeze it. Sure, yeah. It's, uh, it's a lot of things. And, and uh, I, I last semester finally like wrote down on a piece of paper things I do and uh, kind of the hours <laughs> devoted to each thing just to, just to see, am I doing too many things? Um, I don't think I changed anything after writing it all out. But uh, yeah, it includes... Like we've mentioned, the, the classes for school, some of which, I must brag, I did not have to take, but chose to take. Um, so conducting, for example, is, is given to all the orchestral students of my school, but not the pianist. So, so I just asked to get into that class, and I've been loving that. Um, anyway, so classes of many different types. Um, Piano teaching takes up a chunk of my week. I, I've got a, a bit of teaching on most of the days of the week. Um, and and actually the teaching is, is an interesting thing because it's not just the same kind of teaching with each student. I really love that I've got some beginner students. Some of them are kids most of them most of them are, are kids in their single digits but I've got one retired lawyer who's just been taking piano for a year and uh, the challenges for him and the the ways I I try to make things clear for him is a totally different exercise and I've got a ad- more advanced student as well who's a philosophy professor and uh, middle-aged guy really fun to teach him too Anyway, uh, so there's, there's the teaching, there's the, there's the, like, my own interests, so the books that I read, and not just, I mean, I, I, I think whatever book you're reading, it's, it's uh, worthwhile, but for me, it's not, it's usually not just for fun, but for, but for the, f- it is fun, because it's like, it's information that I'm so fascinated by. Yeah. Um, right now, I'm reading a book about about it's called Adam and the genome and it's about uh, evolutionary biology and stuff like that which is really fascinating and I, that actually also was that whole thing was sparked from the science class I mentioned last semester when I st- first started learning about how DNA works and everything man it's incredible um, um, yeah I, I'm so I have my own reading and my own like things I want to do um, independently. Another thing, composing, 
composing music is another of my own projects, so that's like that I try to fit that in. Um, yeah, so each each day is different, like, and and I guess bringing it back to the practicing, I always try to get four hours of practicing in a day, and that's because my teacher told me to. <laughs> um, back in high school, I never had a length of time that I that I stuck to. It was just I I did the work that I felt like I needed to do, and then I. Did other yeah. things but uh, I definitely acknowledge the importance of like just putting in the time right yeah. putting in the time putting in the time every day so but where that fits in also that can be different I, I'm, I'm fine with practicing in the morning and the afternoon and the late at night so as long as I'm not super tired right yeah um, so the practicing has to fit in in big chunks, small chunks. Today I practiced pretty much four hours straight with just little breaks. Sometimes it's all in smaller, smaller pieces. Um, yeah, I, I think so. I think that's most, that's many of the things I do. Um, a day in the life today it was like getting up and eating breakfast, you know. What do you eat for breakfast? Well, it's always different. I, <laughs> I think the sort of creativity of living even even goes into my breakfast. And this time I have to give credit to my sister, though. She, she used the leftover <laughs> pumpkin that we had and made pumpkin pancakes with frozen pumpkin icing. Wow. And uh, <laughs> it was really good. But sometimes I create my own things that are weird. Some of my highlights this semester have been... Uh, um, scrambled eggs with blueberries in them. Really? Yeah. How does that go? <laughs> it, was, it was delicious. That's interesting. Um, Do you put anything other than blueberries in it? Um, that time it was, it was, I think it was just the blueberries. In, like and it so, was, I fried the blueberries <laughs> in the eggs, yeah. Why? <laughs> because, um, because like experimenting, creativity, yeah. you know. Um... <laughs> Um, another highlight was uh, putting chili powder in oatmeal. Wow. Yeah? <laughs> I've never... These are... Okay, I consider myself a creative chef. Okay. Like, I used to make my own butter last semester. Wow. Um, but not, it was nothing like what you were describing, so... Well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the thing is, making butter takes, like, serious skill, I think, or... I just use... Or, like, how you do it is, like... Well, you're supposed to have like a blender or something or like mm-hmm. a magic bullet and I my roommate just has like a immersion blender. Okay. And so in I just took the immersion blender and blended up uh, whipped cream and then like it starts to separate. So you get it to like the whipped cream stage. Well. And then but you just keep blending it like don't stop. <laughs> and then eventually the fat will start to separate from the liquid. Whoa. And then when that happens, you like physically have to separate it with like a spoon or like something like pretty durable right and then get rid of the water or like you fold it in or like I don't know there's probably different ways of doing it and then you can like salt it or like do whatever you want with it wow but I did stop doing that because for one it's like one other thing to do Mm -hmm. um and then it's cheaper to just buy your own butter apparently because the amount of butter that you yield from doing that like you're paying more for the cream and Mm. stuff so Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so that that takes like that takes some 
you know, culinary skill. But for me, I think it's, I, I wouldn't say I have, like, any real cooking skill. It's just, like, boredom with the same, the same thing all the time. Mm-hmm. Man, I just said that. Boredom with the same thing. Let's uh, let's talk about that. Um, okay. But 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 yeah, boredom with the same thing, um, and just you know wanting to wanting to try new things. And I've got a bold I've got bold taste buds, so that's that's why. But uh, yeah, boredom with the same thing. Would you say okay? This is what's coming to mind. Would you say that like a theme in your life? which is why you have so many projects, is that you can't just do always the same thing. Like, you're bored of the same thing. So, like, you wouldn't be happy just playing piano. Like, you wouldn't be happy just composing. Like, you're all, you need all those things in order to, like, feel like a human or however you do. Yeah, well, in a way, I think everyone is like that to some degree. But also, and, 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 I, I also want to say how important it is to do also consistently the same thing, right? Yeah. Like, what I mean is both both things are so important, but just if we, if we strive for just one of them, I think it's going to lead us to problems. So, so doing, yeah, yeah, I totally love playing music, totally love practicing, and there have been times when, like, Finally, I get down to the piano, and it's like, man, if I could just spend my life doing this, like, that would be so worthwhile, yeah. you know? Um, but then, but then, you know, two days go by with me having the time to practice six hours a day, and it's like, wow, I am, like, fried. Or, <laughs> I like, yeah. I need, this is, this is, like, this is hard work again. Yeah. Um, and that's because... That's because, like, every aspect of life is valuable because of how it mixes with the other things, yeah. I think. And so, I mean, I've, I've had the tendency, for example, to, like, throw away, like, a relationship, like, just spending time with friends because of my, you know, intensity in, in practicing or, or work. And, and I believe that that is missing out on, like, an essential part of life. Or I'll, uh, you know, everyone knows the experience of like just just you do you once you really s- get into something it's like it's easy to get bored with it um yeah this is sort of reminding me of like my viola teacher from high school who mm. um he really emphasized the importance of like doing multiple things like not just doing music you need something else mm-hmm. at the same time to like live a healthy life totally totally and I've never I don't think okay never almost (laughs) never done only music like maybe maybe the one or two times I did was like an intense week I mean I did Orford for one week of my life that was like the only summer music program I've done up to this point and it was like this is so weird like I'm supposed to just have an entire free day and I'm supposed to practice for the yeah. whole time. And you're like, like in the middle of nowhere. What <laughs> what am I like what am I doing here? <laughs> or yeah. And and like it's a yeah, it's amazing how quickly I can uh 
just feel kind of, I don't know, like lost or annoyed by music when that's the only thing I'm doing. And so, and, and yet, you know, in my, so, so in my busy life that I'm doing, you know, here in Toronto these days, it's like every time I get to the practice room, it's like, yes, yes. like this, this awesome time to just like sit and make music and, and discover things about the music and solve these fascinating technical problems or these like, or these musical problems. And, and, uh, and it's, yeah, it's because it's like, it's, it's fought for time. Yeah. It's like, yes. I feel like when you have that moment of like sitting down, like at your instrument and like, mm. yes, or like whatever it is, like mm. for me, like in musicology, when I'm like researching and like mm. trying to like, I like picking weird topics mm. for my papers and mm. stuff. So for me, like when I'm discovering things or when I'm trying to prove my own like hypothesis, it's like, yes. And I feel like that's how you know you're doing the right thing. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then, but then you can't let the times when you're like, wow, this is hard. Yeah. Or like, wow, this is just like slogging through the same thing. You can't let that tell you you're not doing the right thing necessarily. Right? Like, yeah. because for anything, you're going to get that moment for for like I've said like I get that with practicing I'm, do you get that with researching sometimes yeah. it's like uh and I mean I'm also I mean I'm connecting this to like like for some reason just the, oh it's Valentine's Day like <laughs> not not that I'm in a relationship or or soon to be in one or anything but uh the like relationship too it's like so much of it is just is like just consistency and not like it's always this uh, magical thing yeah. in every moment, right? Piano practicing, not magical thing in every moment. Family life, it's not certainly not magical in any yeah. moment or uh, no, in, <laughs> in, in every moment, it is. It is in some in many moments, but uh, yeah, I think I think it's like it's so good to just keep putting in the work, but then also the. Yeah, the the breadth of experience. Yeah, like it, it comes with like ups and downs is what yeah. I'm understanding. Yeah. Yeah. And so so friends of mine who are like just devoting every day to practicing and frustrated by how it's not like it's not working, you know, they feel like they're, they're still stuck in like the same, the same challenges or they're just not improving. I've heard this from a couple people and it's like, you know, maybe, maybe practice a little less. And I think we musicians hear that, hear yeah. that, you know, often enough, but some people don't, don't uh, really listen and that frustrates me. You know, like the thing of if you're practicing more than three or four hours a day, you're doing something wrong. I mean, that's that's a pretty intense thing to say. Yeah. Because that requires really efficient practicing and practicing right. Yeah. But, um, but I, I totally, like, I want to be that kind of a practicer. And I think I'm, I mean, I think maybe I also use that as an excuse to limit my practicing to four hours a day. <laughs> okay, so you've eaten your blueberry scrambled eggs. Yeah, yeah. I'm assuming you go to school. 
So when you arrive at the practice room and you've already said, yes, this is, okay, we're here now, um, what, what is your next step? Like, how do you decide what you're going to do? Um, I, I know what I have practiced most recently and maybe what, what I need to practice more urgently, you know, something that, that. So, so usually it's like, okay, I know what I'm going to start with. It's like, well, actually... I usually start with something to warm up my hands a little bit. Everyone has their warm up. Yeah. For me, maybe my my a lucky thing about the piano is you don't actually need such a big warm up routine. So I like to start with some Bach because it's like it's not gonna it's not there's no banging in Bach <laughs> and it's just it's not a head banger. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, it, and it is not a, not a finger smasher either, right? So so I can warm up with that, but then it's like. Um, yeah, what what piece what piece do I really need to work on right now? And it, I've actually been thinking a little bit more about how I practice because recently a friend of mine came and just sat in my practice room while I was practicing, and uh, which which I've always been fine with. But it definitely it for for one thing it makes you pra- it makes you practice a little different. But also his comments on my practicing, he said you practice so differently than I do. You uh, you like play through instead of just like always stopping with the details yeah. and maybe that that depends on what phase you're in with pieces but r- right now it's a lot of like I'll, I'll, I'll play through a piece not stopping when I make mistakes not stopping when I have problems but noting them and then and then go through the piece again or go go to those problem spots I, I, I think that's I think that's really important to get the playing through yeah. because without that you don't know what a lot of the problems are. Um, so yeah, that that's that's how my practicing has been a lot th- these days as I'm preparing for an audition next week. So I've got lots of music and it's like play through the piece, note the difficulties with it. They might be like you know I played the wrong notes or I forgot these notes or I, uh, you know I just this was not musical um, yeah and then uh, and then I'll fix them but uh, again like it's the jump I also do this jump back and forth you'll sometimes yeah. I'll be playing one piece and just remember suddenly a problem I had in another piece yeah and just jump right to it um, and then like jump back and I, I maybe <laughs> yeah. maybe that the the beautiful moment the 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 moment that makes it seem like it was just the right thing to do is when there's the key relationship is perfect and it's like <laughs> I just I just I just like suddenly realize I need to jump to this Shostakovich concerto and like exact same key um, which you know sometimes is very surprising when it's like a key with six sharps or something that's interesting yeah um, in my viola practicing well I don't practice as much as I did when I was in performance, mm. but, um, I, yeah, it was, like, sporadic, like, thought, oh, like, I'll think, mm. yeah, it's kind of like what you're describing, maybe not, like, literally going in one section of the piece <laughs> to, like, another section in another piece, mm. but, like, it was kind of random, like, I could never stick to, like, one route, like, I, it was just, like, how I felt, and then eventually I got it done. Right, right. <laughs> interesting, and, and, again, I'm, I'm gonna bring up, like, this, ba- this balance thing. Yeah. Which is like, we can't, and I'm, I'm not saying you're like this, yeah. but we can't have our practice session be like just totally like on a whim and just following, following our feelings. Yeah. Um, although 
I, I think that there's some value to it. So, so like some structure to, I would say the structure to my practicing these days is at least knowing what pieces I want to get done, right? Yeah. So if I have, if I have too many pieces to practice in one day, then I'll try to get, try to get half of them. I, I think, I think every two days I should, mm-hmm. every two or three days I should get to all of my pieces because otherwise it yeah. starts really like losing its uh, yeah. edge. Um, but you know, I know, I know what I'm going to practice and then the method of how depends also on the piece. So again, if there are, depending on the kinds of challenges and, but I, I really love, I really love solving problems okay. in the practice room. That's, that's one of my, that's when I'm really loving practicing is when it's like, and I think we all love that feeling yeah. of like, I, I can sense the progress I just made or I yeah. know how, how significant that change is that I just did. Right. Yeah. For me. And, and, uh, for all you pianists out there, um, fingering is such a big thing for me. Like when something is, when something seems impossible to me, yeah. I just some I just I have to I have to think like could there be a better fingering for this? And sometimes it's a big big difference. It's between like wow I'm not good enough to like I've got this. This is my yeah. thing. Um, that's that's a kind of problem solving that I love. Getting choosing a choosing a great fingering, but also like how to solve musical problems. For me, it's often like singing singing the melody, and because I'm playing. On piano, we're playing like lots of stuff yeah. at once, and so with um, that can sometimes distract me from the actual flow of the line. Right. And so by just singing or or, or playing the melody by itself, then I can actually figure out what the direction is, and yeah. then apply that to the all the music, all, all the stuff that's happening at once. Um, yeah, I mean there there are lots of ways that I love to solve problems nice. so when solving problems doesn't go your way mm-hmm. how do you feel then yeah like uh, like it's the you know, the same the same place where I'm it's impossible to play the right notes yeah and it's like um, yeah it, it's it's or, or actually, the the bigger thing for me is some is like the technical challenge. So when when there's a, a I've been working on this piece, Liszt's Hungarian Rhapsody Number no. Six, uh, which the whole last section is this melody, which I think is quite familiar. It goes da 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 and it, as it builds up to the end, it's like doing that melody but in like constant 16th notes in octaves in the right hand for pages and it's quite tiring yeah and so it was it was months that th- that that was just a insurmountable challenge for me it was like i'm i'm not a good enough pianist to play this piece i mean i can play the other stuff but when i get here it's like i i I'm I'm not the kind of pianist who can do this. Yeah. And and so so like yeah sometimes sometimes not being able to do something makes us 
say things about our like our whole value as a musician, yeah. right? It's like I, um, and then, so then the the this was a much bigger scale kind of problem solving that I had to do, and uh, anyway, the way I went at that was because it's it was more of an endurance problem so so starting with a much slower tempo turning on that metronome um, and and playing it at a tempo that I could without any any tension in my arm or or anywhere um, and I would I would even set a timer no not a, a stopwatch to see how long I could play these okay. 16th note octaves right this this melody um, and you know, I and, and and actually, this was probably the the most important, or one of the most important aspects was actually writing down how long I managed to get, because without keeping a record, yeah, I would not have seen the progress, and I would have been, I would have probably given up, right? Yeah. But so slow tempo, just for like trying to get five minutes straight of this sixteenth note orchestra at a like da 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 etc and uh you know my once my hand once my arm like was getting tired and was like i should really stop then i stopped wrote down my time yeah and you know no progress within a day no progress within like a couple days but then my time is just like gradually increasing yeah and i can increase the the metronome a little little by little and so then over the course of like a couple weeks (laughs) i was uh like the difference was quite noticeable. Yeah, and and so finally, when I played played it for the first, performed it for the first time after this kind of practice, someone said, "You are so good at like fast <laughs> octaves. How are you so good?" And I'm like, "I'm not good at fast <laughs> octaves. I just put in this work, yeah. figured out how, like, figured out a method to 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 make it possible. Yeah, and like now I can do it." Um, um, yeah. So, th- what was the lesson from that? The lesson from that is when something when when I say I can't, um, then that I shouldn't let that be the end of the story. And so there have been, yeah, numerous things in in my abilities that I've been like I've just believed I couldn't, and then yeah. finally I'm like I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna stop believing I can't. No, no, I'm not stop believing. I'm gonna stop like defining myself yeah. by this can't yeah. and choose to make like choose to like figure out how and I yeah I like that also another comment I have about like you writing the times down and everything and mm-hmm. like keeping track of like the numbers and like stats or whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. like it's like one way to put it into like a realistic perspective and like mm. have something to look at when you're feeling down about it, it's like not your like feeling. So like, right. you're not just like feeling um, insecure or mm-hmm. whatever it may be about like the thing that you're having a hard time with. Like, mm-hmm. there's proof on your like list of times. Yeah. That, like, oh, actually, this is increasing, but like little by little. Yeah. And so not everything is like ruled by your emotions, or you right. have something else to like keep the two. That's in check. really good. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And like, what was I gonna say? Oh yeah, in like in high school I did the international baccalaureate program, right? 
and the one of the things that they emphasized a lot in my school in, like I don't know what it would be like to take it at another school mm. but in my experience it was very holistic in terms of like um like managing your time and like mm. like they really taught us some good life lessons to like not like put in the work obviously right but like if stuff doesn't go your way like if you don't do as well as you thought you would on a test or like if something is really hard for you like everything's going to be fine <laughs> yeah like, it's so i did learn through that to like come to peace with like making mistakes i think right yeah that's really good that and that that's uh that's kind of touching on the the challenge of perfectionism which i think a lot of musicians have and uh maybe a lot of yeah a lot of high um high achieving people in general it's like perfectionism yeah. goes with that but but uh but there's this important moment when like when we realize that that imperfection is okay too right? yeah <laughs> um and and that I mean that that's been actually a, a big thing for me um since starting here in Toronto like I I did have that standard of perfection for everything like you know I, I do lots of things and I wanted to be my best in all of these things so in my classes mm -hmm. you know most of my most of my classmates are like I'm just here to play music I don't care I just need to pass yeah. my classes but I'm like I'm going for you know yeah. high 90s in every class <laughs> I gotta be the best, um, um, but so letting go of of like needing to be yeah needing to be perfect in all of these things um, is really important. So so still still doing all of these things, yeah. right? but just uh, but being a little more open handed, I guess, with with the results. I don't know. Yeah. So would you say that like after you let go of the idea of like achieving high nineties and like perfection everything that you continuing to do all these things like taking classes in different areas and um composing and like other stuff mm -hmm. like um is it coming now from a place of like you just like wanting to make the most of your experience yeah. at this school yeah. totally that that's really like that's one of the most important things that changes when you realize that imperfection is okay right yeah. it's that no longer am I trying to give the answer my teacher is looking for, but now I'm trying to like I'm trying to learn because that's yeah. the point of the class. Or I'm trying to, yeah, I mean learn learn. In in the case of classes, that's really it. I'm I'm trying to like show that I put some thinking in, show that I like yeah. show that I engaged with the subject, and then and then the funny thing is, sometimes you end up with better marks because of it, right? Yeah. Or. Uh, yeah, and and I th think it applies to other aspects of life too. Yeah. Like with with music, for sure. Like when when people when people's whole goal is to be technically perfect or or to like to be the best at their instrument, then again they're they're missing miss mi by missing out on imperfection. Maybe they're also missing out on on a certain kind of emoti uh, em emoting in their playing. Yeah. So, okay, so back to, like, the, the day in your life. Now that yeah, we've practiced, yeah, yeah. Um, you've gotten over the idea of that not everything has to be perfect. Yeah. Um, after that, what do you do? Like, what is your evening? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, this this is this is a a much better chunked day than my regular day because usually my practicing might you know spill into the evening. But so I've also gone to some classes. Yeah. Okay. Classes, and I've been uh, I've been prioritizing learning over perfection. Okay. Um, and I've taught a lesson or two, and I've. Uh, I've really engaged with the students and and like helped them solve the challenges that they have and uh, I've finally sat down to go through the notifications on my phone which have <laughs> piled up over the day um, which um, and and uh, you know, send those texts and those emails that people are desperately waiting for. <laughs> um, I try try to not go longer than you know a day without responding. Yeah. Um, so that's that's a challenge. Um, and uh, my my evening. Okay, my evening. The, the this semester it's been aiming to get home by ten or eleven. So that's actually okay. kind of late. Right. Yeah. That's kind of late. That for doesn't me, that feels leave, late. Doesn't leave much time for a for an evening that's distinct from the activities of the day. Yeah. And so then, I live with my sister. It's great. We can catch up a bit on our days and and clean up a bit and eat some snacks and um, and hopefully I have some time to read my book before I sleep. Nice. Um. So. What is your like sleep routine? Yeah. Like, how do you how do you sleep for success? That's an amazing <laughs> question, and I feel I feel so much more qualified to answer that now okay. than like a year ago. Okay. Um. Interesting, interesting, because the the desire for perfection has even shown up in my sleeping life because you know you look up sleep recommendations yeah. for. 21 year olds and you get <laughs> okay seven to nine hours yeah a night okay six to ten might be might be enough or might be uh they say it might be the right amount for some people okay. but i'm like okay seven to nine okay now i'm gonna make sure that i get a hundred percent on the sleeping test and so i'm gonna sleep seven hours a night because that's the minimum that i'm allowed to yeah. And uh, also the m- leaves the maximum time for productivity uh, when I'm not sleeping, okay? Um, anyway, after, like, s- spending a lot of time sleeping seven hours or, or less when, uh, when something just just took more time out of that, uh, it, it, it's been a really... It was really hard first couple of years in my... In my uh, concert attending and my master class attending couldn't couldn't stay awake very well you know fighting sleep for for whenever even in class like fighting sleep really really or just your brain is like somewhere else yeah like you're physically awake but like you just want to go back to bed or like yeah yeah really and that's 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 really frustrating that um and i guess somehow i like I knew all that time that I needed to be better rested. Yeah. 
but um but I also was too too scared of the idea of like giving up another hour of possible productivity, mm-hmm. right? I know it sounds so silly because I'm also missing out on productivity when I'm so tired. Yeah. Right. But so so anyway, it was finally this past semester um, that I realized like I I need to uh, need to change something around here, and part of I mean there were a few reasons why I finally chose to to go for eight hours mm-hmm. a night. Okay, one of them was. I was like always telling my friend who was sleeping, you know, three or four hours a night, you need to sleep more. Yeah. But how can I tell him that and s- unless I'm also like stretching my own or stepping out yeah. of my own comfort zone in this area of yeah. life, right? Sure, I was sleeping way more than he was, but I was still not willing to like to to do the right yeah. amount of sleep for myself. Like you have to practice what you preach. Exactly, exactly. And so so I was like, okay, I need to I need to do this in my own life too. Um and I mean my parents were always encouraging me to to sleep more. But yeah, and and my dad really uh influenced me, I guess, with with like his description of sleep as something something really <laughs> valuable in itself. Um, and okay, for me, for me that um, that also meant like it was a kind of trust. It was a kind of trust, and. Uh, this, I mean, this this goes a little into my own beliefs, where like, if I'm so, uh, so I really I really want to like make the most of every day, right? Um, but if I'm feeling like I need to be so in control mm-hmm. that I that I like I get the minimum amount of sleep so that I can be in charge for the maximum yeah. amount of time then that's that's too much trusting in myself. And so and so like for me believing believing in and and like devoting my life to God, then uh I realize like I need to I need to trust him with my life in this way too, giving him giving him like my sleep as something that he can do the work that I want to do uh for myself. Like uh um yeah, so just just uh, realizing that like part of my part of my not sleeping enough was because I wanted to be so in control of all of my productivity. Right. And if I can like if I can give that up and for me like trust God with my sleep, trust that he can do better things with that time than I can, then that's going to like that's going to be a, a good thing. That's very interesting. Yeah. So, just to wrap this up here, if someone is struggling with making the most out of their day, as, mm-hmm. you know, that's your goal to try and do um, on most days, I think, mm-hmm. and if someone is having a hard time with that for, like, various reasons, like, 
what would you say to them? Or what would be like your main, like, um, like thing that someone could take away from this conversation? Yeah. Um, so I would say that balance is so important. And if we're ever thinking that by pursuing this one, like, mode of living or this one goal, if we think that that's going to be the answer, then we're probably setting ourselves up for challenges, uh, for, like, for failure, because the balance of all of these things is essential. So, so if you're like, I'm not, I'm not able to be productive enough in my practicing. Well, is is the is practicing like too much of a priority? Do we yeah. do you need to like um, engage in some other activities? Engage with people. Engage in like volunteering of your time to other things helping others like that really will impact your music making um or 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 any anything that you're focusing on so i like the the balance thing is big um i can't remember what the other thing i was thinking was it's okay that was well said and then okay one final thing um, every guest that comes on here, you're the second. You're also the mm-hmm. second Friesen to come oh. on this podcast. Because um, if you've listened to the other episodes of this podcast, the person in episode two, her last name is also Friesen. But I don't believe you're related. I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe very distantly. Anyway, um, each guest provides a listening suggestion at the mm-hmm. end of the podcast. What is your listening suggestion? Cool, Yeah. It can be anything. Yeah, I, I, I would say to kind of stick with the, with the topic of mixing things together in life and, and not yeah. like, you know, and, and like having, having variety cre- uh, result in something yeah. even more awesome. Um, there's this band that my whole family is pretty, pretty uh, fan of. Um, snarky puppy yeah they're they're a great uh, jazz jazz group but they do this one album with an orchestra which okay this orchestra is also devoted to jazz but it's an orchestra which is like typically a classical thing right um so the the snarky puppy is the group and their their album with the metropole orchestra it's called Silva, S-Y-L-V-A, and it's, like, some really amazing okay. music. Um, and, and, yeah, lots of different sounds and, and cool things. Okay, I will put the title of that in the description of this podcast so people cool. can easily find that. Well, thank you for coming on my pod- podcast, Godwin. Yeah, my pleasure. Okay, uh, this has been Anything Music. Thank you for listening, and have a great day.